This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have a solid state drive myself. I wish I had a solid state drive. I wish I could afford... Oh! All right. I think from now on out we'll be okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm ready. <laughs> Welcome to the crunch. It's your boy Ethan, and I'm Patrick. I'm having a hard time. Yeah. So this actually segues very nicely into um, what I wanted to talk to you about, but I said I'm going to save it for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. I am going to build a cage. Oh, for what? Podcasting. You're going to build a podcasting cage? That's correct. Okay, that's cool. It, it serves two purposes. One, when it's kind, of, it'll kind of be like a penalty box in hockey. Whenever I mention the <laughs> podcast unprompted, I'll get sent into the cage for two minutes at a time. <laughs> but secondly, I what I'm gonna do? Uh-huh. Tell me if this is stupid. All right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get some PVC pipe. Okay. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna lay a groundwork of about I don't know six feet. No, probably like seven feet. Seven yeah. feet. Seven feet. <laughs> I hate you. Give or take a couple of feet. Probably, probably seven feet by five feet um, on the ground, and then up <laughs> like a like a like a box. Like the the height is going. I'm familiar be, with the box. Yeah, you know about boxes. Let me, let me use my height as a reference point. It'll be about five foot eleven inches tall. Gotcha. Okay? So you can barely stand in it. That's correct. It's not a standing <laughs> box. No, it's a sitting box. It's a sitting box. It's a sitting box. More of a cage, really. Oh, of course. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Cages, and so, have, cages are like a box with like, um, like a box that went to prison. That's. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So, they don't call it a box fight. You know, they they have boxing <laughs> and then cage fights. There's two different <laughs> yeah, that's things. What I was gonna say. <laughs> so, I'm gonna have the box or the the cage rather. The cage. And I'm gonna get some clamps. So it's all gonna be one one trip. <laughs> like the clamps. <laughs> Would you just listen? I'm this sorry. Is a real... I thought you said clams. No, <laughs> I might get some clams. <laughs> oh, you and remember the clam episode? That I was a good remember. episode. That was that was a fun time. Remember when we were funny and had patrons? I oh, I remember both of those times, and they are not here right now. So, cancel the rebrand, everybody. Cancel the rebrand. It's canceled. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get clamps. Clamps. Right. So it's all at one trip to Lowe's. So I'm gonna get all the PVC that I need, all the clamps that I need, probably about. 
So two, six clamps approximately, like heavy duty guys. We're not joking around. And what I'm going to do is we have lots of blankets in our house. So I'm going to construct the cage around the desk that I'm currently sitting at. Yeah. And I'm going to drape the blankets over the sides of the cage. Uh-huh. And kind of make it so it's like a little a little room that I can whisk aside one of the one of the blankets and step into and sit down. We'll have maybe like a lamp or a light. We'll see. You remember the scene in Ace Ventura Pet Detective 2 where he's inside the rhinoceros? No. It's going to be kind of like that. Got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the goal is, right, so I record in my room, but my room's not the most sonically appropriate. No, not at which all. Is, Everyone which knows is, that. Yeah, and everybody knows that. It's frustrating because my house is just not carpeted, and so it's really hard to find a place to record that sounds <laughs> good. And so if I built I, – and I also have a rug for the floor. Ooh. And so I'll be covered on all sides by fabric. Have you thought about ventilation? I have not thought about ventilation, but I figure if I podcast every week with no clothes on, I'll be all right. Because, <laughs> you know – if you're not wearing clothes, you don't have the weight, and you don't need the air to carry that weight. Exactly, your body naturally ventilates if you yeah. if you just let. So everybody thinks that we breathe in just through our mouth and our nose. Mm-mm-mm-mm. When you <laughs> when you wear clothes, you cover up a lot of vital breathing places. That's for boys and girls. That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that you're covering yourself completely with blankets and limiting <laughs> your air supply, even if you could breathe out of your butt. <laughs> It wouldn't change the maybe you could just okay. stick your butt outside of the cage. Uh-huh. If I and podcast like if that. I, if I proportion it correctly, it should be no problem at all. <laughs> but if you really work on it, if you really master the art of prana bindu, you can stick your arms out the side and breathe through your palms. But that's really only <laughs> for the advanced. That's why I can't make it too wide. You see yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So So that's my Prana plan. what? It's it's from Dune. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't gotten that far yet. That's okay. It was mentioned in the first couple of chapters, but that's all right. Of the first book? Yeah. Yes. Wait, what? <laughs> it's kind of it's what they used to describe the the Bene Gesserit. Oh. The way that they are able to master their own bodies. Yeah. Okay. I guess I just I guess I just read it in a different pronunciation, and I just don't recognize that. Prana Bindu. I don't know. So sure. what do you think? Do you think so they it's kind of the only thing I have to compare it to is the recording booth that we were in at Seek 2019. Yeah. Which was really just a plastic box. That was and more we of a also box didn't than have a cage. clothes on. And we had no clothes on. And Luke Carey came and it made it very uncomfortable for everybody. Uh that was the best. That was so fun. And Daniel Don't, that was they, they were so funny. They were like apologizing afterwards. They were like, Oh, I'm so sorry, like so we made I'm like, no, 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 no. no. You that saved was, our butts. You that was the best. Yeah. <laughs> everybody loves a everybody loves a surprise guest in a live show. That's why everybody still watches SNL. Is it? Yeah. No, that's Do the people? only reason. <laughs> There's YouTube now. SNL is just YouTube. Everyone knows that SNL is just YouTube with more famous people, right? I have no opinion on this. But do you oh, think okay. the cage is a good idea? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I mean it worked at it worked at uh at Seek. It was the only time in history our audience has ever been bigger than catching foxes. Ooh. Zing. Oh, was that mean? No, it wasn't mean. It was accurate. They kind of got screwed over, though. Can't apologize for truth, baby. Hey, speaking of that, uh, we get invited back to SLS? We are going back to SLS 2020. Oh, this is so good. So if you're going to SLS 2020, 
We're we'll going to be, be back in the big boy cage. I don't know any details yet, but we have received an official invitation. So, um, so And Ethan didn't tell me about it until earlier. Until so. just now. Welcome to the podcast, Patrick. Oh, I'm so nice excited. You, you know what this means? This means, that, this means that if we play our cards right, maybe uh-huh. the rebrand will be a good thing after all. Maybe. Can you imagine doing Hot Take Time Machine in front of dozens of people? Hashtag save the rebrand. Hashtag save the rebrand. Hashtag we could even we could even actually have people do their hot take time machines live. They could come in. Oh, that'd be so great. We we might even risk it for the biscuit by not pre-screening their answers. Let's. Oh, that's that's where the real content lies. Is when Honestly, you bring up people and just say speak speak into speak. the phone. And then and then we like we like we we tell everybody beforehand like hey if we if we give you the if we give you the look you gotta wrap it up and get out. Or we have like a producer like rush them off, you know. You remember Mel? Ugh, Mel, I miss Mel. I, me too. Do you have any uh, hardware projects going on? Hardware projects? Yeah. I mean, I built a couch. You built a couch. I had a bunch of IKEA furniture. Oh, you assembled a couch. You did not build a couch. Oh, I assembled it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a big Lego project. Yeah. <laughs> um. Occasionally, you'll run into like a problem in an IKEA. Uh, an ikea thing you know like for instance but usually but that's what they have the meatballs for so when there's a part missing you just kind of mold the meat (laughs) into the shape that you need and you you kind of yeah oh man yeah i but i i i I like i like ikea stuff because it's basically just big boy legos but is it just is just ikea big boy legos what do you mean i feel like anything that requires step-by-step assembly like you could say a building is a is a big boy Lego. Yeah. A car. But like the, the the key point of the big boy Lego joke that I just made was that you get instructions to go uh, with it. Well, and they're get, prepackaged uh, for all right, you. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I see what you're saying. So like yes, I would say that I would say that Lego is just preparation for engineering degrees, but not whatever yeah. engineering degree you got. Lego um, is preparation for when in the movie Robots, you order a son, and he comes, and you got to put him <laughs> together, and then give him replacement parts, except for when they come from girl robots, and he gets made fun of, because you're poor, and you can't afford the new replacement parts of your growing boy robot son, which, he only gets bigger if you build him bigger, so I can't understand how you are too poor to make him bigger, because you're choosing to build him bigger. Can somebody explain the logic of the movie Robots just to me? <laughs> I've watched that movie like eight times. I love and that movie. I think about it fr- frequently for two reasons. One, because Can't I was fan. building a lot of IKEA furniture, and they always oh. they made that joke like, "Oh, they always leave an extra part, and it's it's uh, it's yeah. the boy part." Eh. Yes, that's correct. And um, then which I don't know why they need if they just build anyway. Right. Um, you could go and, to the store and get one. <laughs> and when um, just like today, yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was I was thinking about it, but I didn't want to do it. And I also think of the scene. Where uh, the character Ratchet stands in front of everyone and goes Ratchet City, and then it's just funnier because of the slang word. That remember that one? Remember that? Remember that trend when people were calling I each other Ratchet in 2011? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, that movie was made in like 2006, so that doesn't really make a lot of sense. But maybe the trend was started because of that movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so because Ratchet was not Ratchet. Yeah, that makes sense. So you're not. So you haven't built anything, is what you're saying. You've assembled no. one couch. I assembled you one couch. Furniture in your new apartment. Yeah, I do. Okay. Are you really living there now, or is it more of a? Temp? I'm really living. I'm really okay. living there now. Yeah. Good. So it's a it's a 12 month lease, and I'm very happy. You're very much living there. That I I don't have to live 
I, I get to live in a place for a full year, guys. Yeah. Do you that remember hasn't that time happened. when you weren't living anywhere for a while? <laughs> you mean like a couple months ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. tough, bro. That's tough. I, I didn't Ooh. have I didn't have a house lined up mm-hmm. or a job a month before like at like at the end of my last semester i like mm-hmm. wasn't sure if my job was gonna go through because they had to like do some stuff with like they had to like open the job up to everybody else the parish first right. and then um i also didn't have an apartment and so i like went home to uh i, I, went, I went back to texas and i was like i hope i have a place to live eventually and i did and i was like hooray <laughs> not to totally change the subject no please do we need to move on okay but I was at a soccer game this weekend. Uh-huh. Tulsa men's soccer game. This is D1 soccer, boys and girls. Okay? Oh. Men's wow. soccer. Uh, we were playing SMU, Southern Methodist University. Gotcha. Um, there is a method to their madness. That's kind of their slogan uh, that I gave them. But <laughs> SMU a slogan is, for the United Methodist Church. SMU is ranked like top five in the country as far as soccer goes right now. And Tulsa's, they're a decent team. Uh, they're not great, but they're not bad. Uh, I love them personally because I know a lot of the guys on the team and I think they're the best in the world. If you're listening, I love you guys. Um, they're not listening. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but they but they lost pretty bad to this highly ranked SMU team, Makes which was sense. sad sad to watch. It was a five one loss. When it was Oof. about four to one, I was I decided to kind of pull, just change directions a little bit, and I looked up the roster of the SMU players to see their names and where they went to high school and stuff. And so whenever one of them would run by, I'd be like, go on lane from Oak Grove, California. And I would just say where he's from as he was running by like nothing crazy. There no, was what one you gotta, guy, you, what you gotta do is you gotta uh-huh. like, you gotta like look up where he went to high school and then yeah. put his name and high school into Facebook search, yeah. find who his ex-girlfriend was see, and yell her name at it. I, see, I can't do that. That's too deep. For me. <laughs> That's too deep for me. I'm trying to show, the students how to be good okay and so that's a good just, point <laughs> i was just doing simple things there was one guy the worst it ever got there was one guy who's wearing a hat clearly to pr- reduce injury um from like heading balls and stuff and so i i kept his name was thomas i kept yelling thomas what's under the hat what are you keeping <laughs> under there like i just kept silly silly stuff like that you got any money under the hat thomas i broke and this woman behind me an smu fan uh potentially drinking she said you need to stop it. How old are you? It was funny at the beginning, but if you keep this up, I'm going to come down there and whoop your ass. <gasps> you said ass. She, she said ass. I'm just quoting. <laughs> um, and I didn't turn around. I didn't acknowledge it in any way. I just kept doing what I was doing. Um, but I wanted to turn around and be like, ma'am, how old are you threatening me with violence? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is not how we operate here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so nothing ever happened, but we just kept kind of sitting there yelling their names and they kept trying to kind of make side comments towards us about the score. It's like, yeah, let's go SMU, 5-1, no problem. And we were just like, come on, Lane, go go ahead, Lane. Good, good. <laughs> and anytime anybody would fall, we'd yell, he needs some milk. And it was, <laughs> it was a great time, but I got threatened. I could not That's be here crazy. today. I could have died. Yeah, you could have died because a soccer fan beat your butt. As we know from our friend Luke Carey, soccer fans don't mess around. That's true. Best part was I was sitting next to Father Ketterer, and he leaned over and said, I kind of want to see you get your ass kicked. Keep this up. (laughs) 
So that's what I did this weekend. I I kind of I I want to see that too. I I think we all do a little bit deep down. Deep down, we all just want to see ourselves get our butts kicked. I think I was talking more about myself, but oh, that too. You know, you're what? the person. You're the person I want to beat up more than than you. Who? The person I was in middle school. Oh boy. Let's take it over to Hot Take Time Machine. Hot take time, time machine. machine. Hot take time machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of social media posting. If you have a hot take, five years or older, DM it to at the Crunchcast on Twitter, or on Instagram, or email us info at thecrunchcast.com, or you can just <laughs> tag us uh-huh. in a post from someone that you think is hot take time machine worthy, because. <laughs> At Tiwa Tolkien did that, and so I don't know if William wants to be on the show, but he, he is no, on he the approved. show. <laughs> He's on the show now. The, the, what I want is I want an army of crunchers going onto Twitter and stalking their friends and finding embarrassing things as long as they listen to the show. And just tagging at the Crunchcast and say, this one. This get one. It. Just this good get one. Just get them. Light them up. <laughs> Please do that. Okay. That'd Ethan, would so you fun. like to start? <laughs> yeah, I'll start. We'll get to William's. Just yeah. you wait, buddy. We're coming oh, for you. Oh, he doesn't even listen to the crunch yet, but he's gonna just for this. Anyway, do you want me to read mine now? Yes, please. Okay. So this is from November 6th, 2011. I was in middle school and this was at a um, a playhouse that I did musicals at. And okay. the, the costume room was on the third floor of the annex of this place. All right. And I'm the, making a mental map. And the costume guy was like, he like would work alone there with his like, his volunteers. He'd like work up there like all day. So he brought his dog to work every day because his dog was blind. His dog's name was Curly and his dog okay. was vicious. This and is, so you're making this up. This didn't, this isn't No, real. this is real. This is this real. is the plot to a, a sitcom episode. Nope. And so I went upstairs to the sewing room and I, there's a sewing room now. Well, yeah, that's the costume room. It's oh, okay. Room. Gotcha. So I went up and this is the, this is the text. Today, Curly cornered me in the sewing room and repeatedly barked and jumped at me. I am now terrified of that dog. Parentheses, how did a blind dog corner me? (laughs) Stephanie Jones comments, a blind dog still has a sense of smell and hearing, which is a good point that I had not considered. (laughs) That eyesight is probably like the least important sense. Yeah, dogs dogs can (laughs) see with their noses, bro. Bro, dogs can see with their nose. How old so, yeah. were you when you posted this? What so year was this it? was this was I was in eighth grade. Eighth grade. Wow. Yeah. What was the you you wanted to garner sympathy? Yes, I wanted I wanted to I wanted to report about how <laughs> I've, a dog, I've had a dog did a crime at me. <laughs> a dog. Someone arrest that man. Someone arrest that dog. I think I just wanted. I I know I wanted to like fit in with this group of people at at the Cocoa Village Playhouse in historic Cocoa Village. Um, and I, like, Curly... So you pretended to be scared of the dog that everybody else was scared of. Yeah, so it was Whoa. like, oh, man, like, isn't that dog nuts? <laughs> and it worked. It's like it's like trying to join a gang and pretending to hate the police like your dad's a cop. <laughs> but you're like, dad's a cop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I hate Kinda I like, hate the police. Yeah, I hate the I hate the cops. I don't, even, I don't even want them to come around. And then the cops come around, and you're like, thank God. The cops are here. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm safe. Wait, no, no, not me. No, stop resisting. <laughs> you're like somebody finds you. Somebody finds you behind the curtain of the stage petting the dog. And you're like, it's not what it looks like. It's not what it looks like. Curly the dog is my enemy. I, it's, <laughs> I was pretending to be blind so that the dog would, you know, 
blind boy, blind dog, classic tale. And everyone's but like, I think I just think that it's it. funny that um, this the the head of costume, the head of costumes would take his blind dog to work with him. Yeah. It's like, what does he need the dog for? It's his. He's his. He's the dog seeing eye human. Well, but the but okay, stop. Hold on. It's like it's like no, it's no, a no, no people allowed shut, dog park, and like they're, they're like, excuse me, dog sir, you can't bring your human in here. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, no. he's my service person. That's not how it works. That, that is a, how it works in a fantasy world. Dogs are supposed to be able to see for humans, but you can't have a human seeing for the blind dog because the dog doesn't need to go anywhere. Leave him at home. <laughs> the dog Where doesn't does the have dog errands need to, go? to run. The dog doesn't, doesn't need, to... need to go to the bank. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I would like to withdraw from my bone from the safety deposit box. No, dogs don't need that. <laughs> sir, why do you have a dog here with you? Oh, he needs to cross the street and go and get some milk. <laughs> what? Bye. Have a great day. Can you please call my dog an Uber? Uh, <laughs> he needs he just to get tapes. to work tapes one of those sticks to his sh- the dog's shoulder so <laughs> everybody knows that the dog is the one that's the dog is the one that is you, careful you, careful you curly there's a curb there you have to wear a vest that says please do not pet me i'm a service <laughs> person <laughs> uh, oh, somebody tries to shake your hand don't touch me i'm working I can't. The do- please now's don't. not please, the time sir Please. When I take this vest off, you are free to pat not me during, on the head. <laughs> not during business hours. Thank the dog you. gets to the bank, and the human just lays down on the ground. <laughs> just like... Just... <laughs> the dog... <laughs> the dog just starts peeing, and the human lays down. And was like, what are you doing? He was I'm letting him do his business. I'm just Let here me. to get him there. <laughs> oh, gosh. What Oof. if... What if... What a world we live in, huh? Wow. Man. What we should really have is seeing-eyed dogs for blind dogs. <laughs> I feel like this is a joke that's been made before. No, no, Probably. no! You gotta get the dogs a seeing eye hamster. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> okay. Mm. Do you have William's tweet screenshot? I do. I do have it pulled up. Okay, good. So you so have to read it because I don't have it. Let's let's give some context. Okay, so, absolutely. Uh, this is from at year out William, and he just he's he screenshots this, and then somebody tagged us underneath. It was T with Tolkien that tagged us underneath. And said, we should do this. And then he said, well, I guess I better listen to the crunch now. So here it is, William. We're doing it for you. This is from October 1st, 2009. Exactly 10 years ago. This is a <laughs> this is a deep dive into that time machine. Are you ready? Because this one gets kind of wacky. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. You are perfect for Mrs. Butterworth. You are hungry and have lots of pancakes. But you don't see Mrs. Butterworth as just a syrup, which is something she struggles with. Take good care of her. And don't mind all of the jealous lard asses out there who hate you for snagging Mrs. Butterworth. That's the second time I've said ass on this podcast. It's the third time you said fourth ass. time I've said ass. Fifth time. No, it's it's the sixth time now. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, there's what? a lot. There's a lot going on here. Please so unpack it, it for like, me because I don't have it in front of me. It looks I. <laughs> you want me to send it to you? <laughs> no, just talk about it. Okay, so it looks like it so let's go like... line let's go line by line. You are perfect for Mrs. Butterworth. First of all, it sounds like an ASMR. It does. You could read it like an ASMR. <laughs> you are perfect for Mrs. Butterworth. Mrs. Butterworth. And then he starts like pouring syrup on this microphone. Yeah. Okay, so you don't see her as just a syrup, which is something she struggles with. So it looks like he's trying to do a goof about how Mrs. Butterworth is a a lady shaped bottle of syrup. Yeah. 
and he's trying to convince you that, that you're you objectifying should, the syrup. That you're objectifying. No, 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 no. That you you did a good job getting her to marry you. So oh. it says it's like take good care of her and don't mind all these jealous other guys who hate you for snagging Mrs. Brotherworth. So he's created a world in which <laughs> there's so many men trying to date the singular Mrs. Butterworth, <laughs> even though they could go to the store and get their own Mrs. Butterworth. Wait, this, like, this letter is to Mr. Butterworth. Oh, that's what it, she's already a Mrs. That's true. Okay. Yeah, this makes sense so, now. Yeah, I get yeah. it. So he's so Mr. Butterworth struggles with self esteem, right? Because yeah, and, he and Will's get just giving him credit. a good old a good old his, attaboy. His wife goes out every single day and brings home the bacon, as it were. <laughs> and he has to sit home alone, yeah. perfectly molded in his plastic chair, <laughs> and wait for Mrs. Butterworth to come home every single day and, and tell him about how all of these men have been taking her home. Mm. which is sad and i think Put that their might... hands all over her. yeah oh disgusting oh and i think i think that might be the joke that he's trying to make is a bit so what do you think mr butterworth would do do you I think mean... that mr butterworth set up mrs butterworth but didn't expect her to have the fame that she ended up having and now resents her secretly and is planning to get a divorce <laughs> is that what's going on i yet? hope not i, I mean hope, i hope the, not the breaking apart this of the a... butterworth family would shake this country this country the... was founded on the Butterworths. On the Butterworths. The Butterworths yeah. built this country. If the Butterworths got divorced, it would be worse than if... <laughs> I mean, I can't think of... I was trying to think, like, oh, if our president got divorced. But, like, honestly, that wouldn't probably wouldn't affect much. No. Um, <laughs> He's already done it a couple it, times. He has a couple times. Yeah, it really... It's like pe- peeling off duct tape from your skin each time it gets... It's not A little easier. It would be easier. like if Kimye got divorced. Oh, man. That'd be tough. See if the Butterworth split. It would be like Jim and Pam. <laughs> It'd be the they they're the only thing that keeps this country stick sticking together. They keep us sticking together, yeah. <laughs> that's the that's the that's as deep as that's we can That's the go joke. With that. That's it. That's all we need. I don't know. William, what were you thinking? Please send in something that Anyway, lets us I know get it was ten years about. ago, but like but shut on. up. <laughs> Just come on, man. What's no wait, hot take time machine is not about No. Not shame. about shame. Not about. Hot take time machine is about having a good jovial laugh about hopefully the only ten years in human history where we where we were uh, bad about what we posted online. Where we thought we could just post a, a rejoinder about Mister Butterworth and his marital problems in front of everybody. Just airing that dirty laundry out. Just Here's the thing. I, I I'm we are the perfect hot take time machine has come at the perfect time. It is it is now the hour of hot. Take we're at time the machine. we're at the apex of history because okay? never the again. Antichrist is coming. Ever since, ever since, ever since the past, like, I don't know, ever since teachers realized what was going on on the internet, we've been told, be careful about what you post online, be careful about what you post online. And now we are, and now our children are. So there is only there 10 this, years. Yeah, there was this brief shining this moment. This brief where shining moment of 10 to 20, goes. maybe a couple of decades, where there's a lot of garbage out there, and Hot Take Time Machine has taken us back, guys. This is the golden age of cringe. Isn't that incredible? We, we live in a live world. In a, we live in a what a time to be alive. We live in a blessed age. People say, "What are we in the golden age of?" And that's hot take time machine, hot baby. Time machine. And we're definitely not in the golden age of Twitter, though, because Twitter still has a lot of crap that needs to get settled. And it makes me sad. Let's talk about some tweets that made us sad. The internet is too positive. 
Tweets That Made Me Sad is a segment where we talk about what makes us sad on the internet. Patrick, please please take it away. I know that you're always locked and loaded when it comes to this segment. I was on Twitter this morning. Oh, no. And I shouldn't have been. And I don't know if I want to call this person out. Do it. Do it. Do it. I got... This person is a well-respected... Individual. Individual in the Catholic Oh, no. You read one of my tweets. (laughs) This person is a well-respected individual in the Catholic sphere, and she's, like, spoken at seat conferences and Steubenville conferences, I think. And, like, she goes... She's like... Anyway, Bishop Talbert Swan, not, this is not, he's not Catholic. So he's, he, he just posted something interesting. All right. He said, Bishop Swan Lake, Bishop Swan Lake, Bishop, um, Bishop Swan Lake calling a black POTUS married 25 years to one wife with two children. No mistress affairs or scandals. The Antichrist is referring to Barack Obama calling Barack Obama the Antichrist, but calling Donald Trump, who is married thrice, five kids, three women, mistress affairs and scandals. God's anointed. Proves your religion is white supremacy. Now, okay, That's I want to. It is fair. It's. <laughs> a, I mean, if if your the good bishop thought that he needed to tweet that, then it's probably for a good reason. You know. Yes. Again, he's not a bishop. Oh, I thought this was a bishop. His name. He he, call, he goes by Bishop Talbert Swan. He's one. He's one. He's like he's he comes from one of those evangelical Pentecostal religions oh, that refers to their pastors. Oh, okay. Now I don't feel bad about calling him Bishop Swan Lake. Okay, because no, for a definitely second I was don't. like, man, if that's a real bishop, that's not a good look. But but no, it's fine. You he's didn't not, say so, that. Disclaimer: He's not a real bishop. But okay, thank you. But 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 but. Um, I, I like disclaimer all that stuff. He makes a good point. He does about um about Americanism and kind of like oh what's like politics the, taking place d- of religion? Yeah, divinizing politics, right? Yeah. Like I heard that a lot when Obama was was getting elected. Essentially, yeah. it was it was oh he's the antichrist, and it's like yeah, calm yikes. Down. That's a really that's a, and and it's that true. Is a bold he, thing to say. He's 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 a he's a he's one of those very squeaky clean politicians, right? And I don't know who, I don't know him. You know, he might he might just be really good at hiding things. Who knows? Let's be honest, but, right? When the antichrist comes, he's going to be much 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 more universally loved. Than, than Obama, Obama was. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like without he, a doubt, it's, it's across it's, the the center line. He will be unanimously lauded. Yes, except Pe- for a people, small, small, small portion of dedicated Christians. Yes, that, people, people, people will say like he is going to end political division. Exactly. Like that's what people. Will Nobody say. said that about Obama. Nobody said that. No. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And anyway, and then so there, there is this like divinization of Donald Trump. You've seen it. And I don't think it's as big of a problem as this person is saying that it is. I don't think that it's, I don't think that most people who dislike Obama and like Donald Trump are divinizing one and demonizing the other. But I've definitely seen it enough to know that it's a thing. And so he's saying this points towards white supremacy. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's, that's fair. fair. And so Abby Johnson okay, here we swings go. in. Oh, she's she's a switch hitting. Let me tell you about real racism. Oh. Which, okay, if you are a white person, mm-hmm. <laughs> never... Never say under let me tell you any about circumstances. Walk up to a black person and say, "Let me tell you about real racism." Yikes! <laughs> First of all, heck of a bad look, Abby. I'm sorry. It's just sorry. like a great. She. It's already a great start. <laughs> I already feel ready for the rest of the tweet. Like I, my body has been primed. It's like when oh, you mow was... the yard and you press that button on the mower three times to get the oil pumping in there. That's how I feel right now after that. And then she goes into something that is true, right? Okay. But it's just sandwiched in between two absolute gold mines of right. unintentional. This is, this is what I'm here for. She goes, our country's largest abortion provider, Planned Parenthood, kills more black children than any other cause of death, and you stay silent about it. All right. Now, I'd like to kind of dissect this. Okay. This this shows that she doesn't have a problem. If she, like... if. If she had seen in the past that this that Bishop Swan like um, had come out <laughs> pro-abortion and she uh-huh. was pointing out a hypocrisy to that statement, yes. saying like, "Hey, why aren't you speaking out about this where people where where minorities and people who are in poverty are being explicitly targeted by an organization founded by one of the most racist women in history, Margaret Sanger? Mm. Why aren't you talking about that? Like, why why are you um why are you coming out for them?" Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. That's one thing. But here she is swinging into a completely irrelevant, not even related to abortion tweet. Yep. Saying that he stays silent about it, which means she has no idea his position on abortion. She has no idea if he's pro-life or pro-choice. I don't even know if he's pro-life or pro-choice. Just a cursory look through his profile. And so then she goes, wake up. Trump isn't your enemy. Your silence is an enemy to your own people. All right. What? <laughs> I know. So first he's like, let me tell you about the real racism. Blah, 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 blah. You're an enemy to your own people. And it's like, okay. Oh, boy. You this just is had hominemed your, your argument away. And also, how is he an enemy? He's not actively promoting abortion based on what I've seen. But yeah, so this has gone back and forth. For the entire day, um, names have been thrown around. Um, people have been called the B word and the C oh, word um, no. by people, and the A word, B word, Dang C word, D word. All the um, words, <laughs> all alphabets, all four letter words up and down mm. the alphabet. Um, oh, he did you hear? He got the G word. Yeah, and he yeah he Which came out with that? the G word. Like know. it's so it's so anyway. Is that the P but yeah, word? So Abby, Abby. If you're listening, and I know you aren't, um, she she does this occasionally. She gets where really she latches f- on to something and like tries to make it about and her yeah agenda. And not that it's a bad agenda. It's not like, a bad agenda. She's but a big, there's a, so much of a better way to make pro life arguments than that. 
she's a former she's a former Planned Parenthood executive who walked yeah. out because she witnessed an abortion for the first time. She has mm-hmm. such a powerful witness, but she, she even admits to herself that she struggles with with being inflammatory online. And I know for a fact that this is a struggle that's been going on for years, for years, because I've seen it. And because I, I followed her back in the day when I was like, oh, she's a Sikh speaker. That's cool. And then like she got she just like started flaming. And then like someone would come up and be like, hey, you should probably calm down. And then she would like, are you not caught? Call- like she didn't, didn't say that, but you should probably like not do this online. Like you're a public figure. And then she would lash out at that person. And does anybody who like walks up to her, she just punched in the face. And I don't know if she did that. Yeah, it, it, she did. Like I'm Physically just <laughs> punch people in the face. Digitally. Yeah. She like sent it's like Postmates. You just get, <laughs> uh-huh. you send it to someone else's house. They eat all your fries and then they punch you in the face. Um, yeah. So that made me sad because I don't, I don't like, I don't like seeing people who are supposed to represent the Catholic church acting like that. And also yeah. I, I did think it was funny though, because that it's always funny to see people be accidentally. It's not funny, but it's, it is kind of funny to see people be accidentally racist online. Yeah. Um, dang. That's tough. Yeah, so that made me sad. What made you sad? Uh, I have a great tweet from good friend of the show, recently engaged, Hannah Jackson. Yeah. That's Han underscore Ban. Her last name is not Jackson. I know it's not, but that's what it is on Twitter. And that's what it is. And that's what it is in real life. She writes, You're walking five minutes from your car to inside a building. Take your blank headphones out so I can say hello and wish you a good morning. I hit I hit my swear count on the podcast today, so I can't say anymore. That's the most aggressive purity I've ever seen on this website. Yeah. So this is she touches this makes me sad because this is a problem that I have all the freaking time. Okay. My job requires me to walk around college campuses talking to people. Okay. That's a major part of what I do. And everyone has headphones in. And everyone has headphones in. You know what I hate more than anything? Headphones. AirPods. AirPods. I despise AirPods, and I do not know how to make it more clear to people. So I've taken – tell me if this is petty and if I'm a jerk, but whenever I see somebody with AirPods in, I'll go up to them and I'll move my mouth and make it look like I'm talking, but I won't actually (laughs) be saying anything. And then when they take their headphones out, I'm still moving my mouth and not saying anything. (laughs) And usually that gets the point across of – hey, you're totally restricting any human interaction by having those stupid white things in your ears. Dude, people, so I, I had I had two kids you have wearing kids? their AirPods during youth group on Sunday. And I was like, what for? What are you listening to? And then we, we released them to go to mass and he didn't take his AirPods out. Oh my goodness. This is what I don't understand, okay? What what could you possibly be listening to? <laughs> it's that, like people who have, who have Bluetooth headphones, a Bluetooth speaker, and all the time. Yeah, like a, yeah. That warrants completely blocking out the world. Okay, I get it. If you're doing chores in your house, or if you're mowing the yeah. yard, or if you're on a run, or if you're working out, all totally different situations than just walking around on campus. And it's got to the point where even people who don't have headphones in, I will say hello to, and they will ignore me. Like. <laughs> Which sounds like a me problem, but I, I promise it's not. Like, if you're walking along and you see someone on the sidewalk, you kind of will, like, either give a nod or say, how you doing? And then usually people will be like, oh, hi, how are you? Yeah. You know, that's, I feel like that's a pretty normal interaction, especially on a college campus that's so small and everyone really knows each other mm. or for the most part knows each other. 
But yeah, it, literally the other day I was coming out of the gym and I saw this dude and I was just bemoaning the fact that someone had just ignored me with headphones in. I was like, oh, this guy doesn't have headphones in. I'm going to say hi to him. And I said, hey. And he just looked straight ahead and kept walking. And so I'm like, what, what, what's going on? What's happening? It makes, it makes me really sad because it's the mark of the beast. Okay, we've been talking about Antichrist. I'm going to put it out there. AirPods. AirPods. Okay? AirPods. That's what's gonna. That's gonna. That's what's gonna separate the uh, the elect from the, the non elect. <laughs> oh man, I. I. It's funny because like Franciscan is really not like that. It's not no. always like that. Your Franciscan's a completely different place. It's. It's. It's like a, it's just. It's just such a unique place. I. It's a very unique place, in fact. Um, <laughs> I know you hate that. Um, one of the priests. I, I don't know if he's still there, but during freshman orientation he always gives like kind of like a little bit of a, a lecture about that. He's like, yeah, wearing headphones on your way to class. We don't do that here. He like makes it a point to that's so good. I love to that. the student. He's like, no, we, we that's not. not a thing. Yeah. I don't, he's like, we don't have wifi in the cafeteria. <gasps> don't stream. Don't stream in the cafeteria. Don't yes. put your headphones in and watch TV in the cafeteria. Sometimes I did that because sometimes you gotta do that, but they don't have, they don't have wifi in the cafeteria. I love it. And great, you can't study there. You can't block people out sh- there. But you shouldn't, because it should be. There should be places where you can interact with people. Yes. It should be if you want to be alone, go home to your room. Yeah. That's what your room is supposed to be for. Yeah. Is to be like to have a bit of a. It's kind of like a monastic, like religious thing. Like you, you should have a cell where you go and you're by yourself. Yep. You know, it's yep, important yep, yep. part of living life. But then when you're out and about. You need to be out and about. Be out and about, yeah. I don't know how to study. Like I said, like, I don't want to be. I don't want to just be the the old man shouts at cloud kind of guy. But yeah, there's it just is. Just say hi. I can I understand get, doing work on. at like at like a cafeteria or a coffee shop or like in the student center. I can understand that. But like, be ready to be interrupted. Yeah. Because like and that, it's that, okay that. to be interrupted because you aren't that important. Yeah. That's that's what people. It's just like trying to tell people all the time. My students get so mad at me because they'll be like, because I think okay, you're not that important, but I do value you being around, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so when I'm sitting in a group of people and three out of the five people that are there are on their phones, I go, man, I wish Joe, Mike, and Nick were here, and and they all look up like, huh? I'm like, oh, there you guys are. Good to see you. And then they sheepishly put their phones away. But I just shame people into it. I'm like, what are Actively. you doing? Am I not am I not good enough for you that you need to look at Instagram like right now? <laughs> yeah. Ugh. It's like it's like I it's it's such a it's such a like it is it is an insult in a sense. It's like, "Oh, here's a, here's the full here's the fullness of my friend Ethan in front of me right now." Mm-hmm. But I would rather look at the highlight reel of 1000 other people then talk to my friend Ethan right now. I mean, it's right. not it's not what we consciously say, but it, it's what it's what we're saying. It's what your with, actions with our actions. And it's 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 something something needs to you need to you need to take that into account. But the the reason why people do it is because they just can't not be distracted by something. We can't be bored. I know. We have no idea how to be bored. The dictatorship of noise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, here it is. There it is. There's the. There it is. It's that's now we're now we're chucking things out. It's. I mean, the fact that the fact that someone needs to have their AirPods in during mass when something oh. is going on, right? 
It's so funny. This is unrelated, but uh, got an older guy answered his phone during mass a yeah. couple of days ago. It was really, it was really funny. But um, <laughs> old people and phones. I work in a very old community. Yeah. I there's a lot of we have we have about a funeral a day, and uh, in February we had 31 funerals. Wow. And um, something that I learned about the elderly is uh, they don't know how to turn their phones on silent. They have no freaking clue. no clue. It no goes off idea. in meetings. It goes off in meetings and they answer. And I'm like, do you guys not know that that's like really rude? <laughs> but the I don't think they do. Thing. Some I don't things think they do. I've learned working for the church. I've learned exactly two things. The first being that old people are 100% of the time, the ones whose phones go off in the middle of some type of situation where they need to not be on. Because we had phones the, during school where you would get it taken away. Thing, the second thing is that when you're a monsignor, you are allowed to ad lib the entire mass if you want to. <laughs> That's a deep cut, but That's an inside baseball joke. <laughs> it is, but it's have you ever just, I mean, I've never seen a, a counter example. Um But yeah, we were we were threatened with with monsignors Latin for job security. <laughs> this is Oh man, I hope no monsignors are listening to this. <laughs> Father Anthony, just close I'm your I'm sure ears, there are good monsignors out there. We jokingly called one of our former, uh, no, he's not a former priest, but he's like a priest that used to work at our parish. We used to call him Monsignor um, and Bishop. He didn't like it, but it was funny. <laughs> Patrick, have you dated anybody lately? Uh-huh. All right. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show you've been waiting for since puberty. It's Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. Oh, man. I heard you had an update from our good friend, Mary. Uh, Yeah, it's on my email. If I just could open that right now. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll disclaim Ethan's Dating Corner first. So someone said, you guys should do Ethan's Dating Corner every month. And I didn't know how to interpret that. I don't know how to interpret it if... Wow, you guys, I love this so much. You should do it every month. And then we'll say, oh, better yet, we'll do it this week too. Um, but, um, oh, what was it? We we do only want to do it once a month, eventually. But I just loved Correct. it so much last week that I want to do it again. So here we Patrick's are. Patrick's <laughs> forcing me to do it again this week. <laughs> it again, was so I'm, fun. I'm like a caged lion. Well, I mean, my, my special segment is just me talking about a, a book. Yeah. And that's not fun. I mean, I read no. Deep Work and I liked it and I want to yeah. talk about it, but like, it's boring, you know? All right. Let's do, let's do the dating content. thing. Yeah. Let's I'm, date. I'm ready to give up more advice. Yeah. Um, Hit us with that update from Mary. Mary has told us that she's 24, so that's good to know. She was graduated from college. Oh, wait, sorry. Recap us on Mary because people might be new. Uh, Mary asked last week asked us about the this cute boy at mass that cute she boy wanted at to talk yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. She was trying to figure out how she could approach him and figure out you know how to talk to him. So she has an update. She was hoping to meet this boy at mass, but instead one of her guy friends, who's a fallen away Catholic, ended up asking her to come to mass with her. So she sees some potential Ooh. in continuing to get to know this this man, and and hopefully that advances to some certain point. I would just say, Mary, I hope you, you don't see this cute boy at mass with this other boy. And then that creates kind of like a sitcom situation for you where you have to choose one and they have to do a feat of strength to decide who's going to be able to date you. Like, Or you have two dates to the same mass and you have to keep switching veils so they don't mm, know. Yes. It's a good one. It's a good it's way like to a, do it. The classic Mrs. Doubtfire. 
Um, <laughs> but yes, good luck. Uh, we're proud of you. Keep up, keep up Mrs. the good work. Mrs. Doubtfire didn't invent that trope, but it definitely did perfect it. Let's Solidified be it. Yeah, as as the the most beautiful way to do that. Him bit. shoving his face in the cake was just God. It's so funny. It's just so funny. Hello, hello, hello. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that. All right. Okay. So uh, I had an email. Okay. From um oh my gosh, there's no name. Anyway, <laughs> uh, dating advice? Secret. Question mark message. Right, Hi Ethan and Patrick, I yes. love listening to your podcast, and I hope that you can help me out. Anyways, asking for a friend. You're not, are you? If someone breaks up with you, maybe she might be. If someone breaks up with you, do you think that you should completely block them out of your life, or is it still acceptable to see them? Long story short, my friend's boyfriend broke up with her last week because he told her that he didn't want her family in his life. And it would negatively affect his future kids. Anyways, this past summer, she moved to the same town as him and started going to the same church and young adult group. As well, earlier this month, they both signed up before the breakup to help with the youth group at church. Should she still continue to help serving the youth group even though she says it's hard seeing him? I told her she can come to my church so she avoid, can avoid seeing him altogether. Not sure how else to help her through this tough day- breakup. She thought this was the guy she was going to marry. Any advice would help. Thanks. The way well, I see listener, it, you have you have one option: pack your bags and move away. <laughs> <laughs> that is all you've got. That's all you can do. I'm kidding. So, you you have more than you've got. Okay, realistically, here's what you're gonna do. Okay, you're gonna go and stay committed to the thing that you committed yourself to, and you're gonna go help out with the youth group. Yeah. However. Once you arrive and you see this ex-boyfriend also arrive, you loudly announce to the entire room, he broke up with me because he doesn't like my family. And then all the teenagers will know that you guys have beef and they'll choose sides. <laughs> okay. And this is an exercise, Patrick, I know you like this, for the youth minister uh-huh. to reconcile factions within the youth group. Yes. Okay? Oh, so that's what very you're going fun. to do, you're going to create artificial divisions, except for the fact that the guy doesn't know that it's artificial. <laughs> and you're going to allow the church to come together stronger because, as they say, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. Gotcha. Yikes. Martyrs? Cool. Um, well, we're going to martyr him socially. Yeah. Oh, for that's saying, fair. For mm-hmm. saying that, mm-hmm. hey, I hate your family, so we're going to break up. Because <laughs> that's that's just, let's be honest, that's just not a good move. This is not a good. Yeah. Just, I'm, I'm, I'm here. Uh, maybe we're not getting the full story, but it sounds like. I mean, maybe his family, maybe your family's like really dysfunctional. Maybe, maybe. But like, but come on. I mean, he didn't want her family in his life, and it would negatively impact his future kids. I mean, yikes! Yeah, that's, See, that's a just, yikes. That is a big yikes. It's good that he's still involved in church. Good that he's still going to church. Good that you're going to church together. I wouldn't say that you have to cut him out entirely, but maybe make a public fool of him. <laughs> maybe humiliate him entirely maybe that'll maybe, help things yeah maybe sig- f- figure out a situation where you can get some pizza and some lemonade and maybe accidentally boop, spill boop. the lemonade on his pants <laughs> and make it look like he did a little accident in front of all the 14 year olds lace the lemonade with <laughs> maltitol and with make him poop a lot <laughs> oh. it's an artificial sweetener found in sugar-free gummy bears i learned that from american vandal season two wonderful so what you're going to do is you're going to make him poop a lot and then <laughs> you will have the upper hand because you can say, I did that to you. I can do it again anytime I want. <laughs> I have access to your house because. Oh, my st- gosh. No, no breaking and entering. No B&E advice on this podcast. Stop breaking and entering if they gave you a key. So I got another question. So anyway. <laughs> 
this one came to at the Crunchcast online. Uh, when I say online, I mean on Twitter.com. And when I say on Twitter.com, I mean they DM'd us at the Crunchcast. And which you, you should too, do. Which you should do. And I'm looking it up right now. I have it. I can read it. No, I've got it. Here it is. Okay, cool. So this is the question. Should the girl ever make the first move? All my friends think guy I really like likes me back, but he's potentially just too nervous to put himself out there. First ever relationship for both of us. Should I wait for him to suck it up and make the first move, or should I do it? So this is an argument that I have with my teammates all the time. Because they say, well, the girls say, no, the guy should always make the first move. And I don't disagree, but I do think that the girls can do a lot to produce the first move. <laughs> you like what you can do as a woman, you have this power. Here's what it are we ready? Yeah. It's called flirting. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes. And I know that it's better not to drop hints, but I'm not talking about dropping hints. I'm talking about just outright flirting. Okay. Just you, unabashed. Unabashed. You go up to this boy flirting. and you say, hey, <laughs> you you look extremely handsome today. Like, I really love spending time with you. <laughs> like, Because <laughs> that's the, not a move. That's This is not a that's move. A... <laughs> the, this is just you, like, being, you flip your hair in his face and you say, do you think I look cute today? <laughs> <laughs> that would work. I'm saying these are the signs that I... I received and clearly missed when I was in high school. Do you want to know? Do you want to know the theology behind this? Tell me, Pat. Because the whole guys should make the first move thing. It sounds like women are supposed to stand still and just wait for a boy to it's, come. It's a dance, which, which is it's, weird. It's a back and forth. That's just not how things work. I mean, people are like, well, you know, like men are like like the initiators, right? Like, but if you think about the creation story, right? God and Eve steal his prince, rib. Steal first of all, God steals ribs, so God should make the first move by stealing someone's rib. And God and Eve present Eve to Adam, right? Eve makes the first move in a sense. She just is beautiful towards Adam. It's an yeah, active she, passivity, right? She ats him with her beauty. She she slides into his DMs socially. By, socially. by entering into his <laughs> same breathing space. Yes. And saying, hello, Adam, I am Eve. And he says, hello, <laughs> Eve, I am Adam. W- Mary? Marriage? Let's get married, whatever Let's that get married. is. Whatever that is. We don't, it hasn't been invented yet, but we got it. You're the Ours. most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Zinger. That being said. <laughs> what you need to do is you need to go back in time and remove all other visions of women from this boy's mind. And then yeah. it'll, be, it'll be just you. Just you. If that's a, be like, if, wow. if time travel is not a first move, I don't know what is. I mean, that's going to be beyond. But yeah, you make a good point. Flirt. Hard. Who disagrees with that? That's nobody disagrees with that. You can flirt hard. You can. You are all the power is in your hands in a lot of ways of how much time yeah. you spend with this guy. Of you can even. This is okay. So this is something. This might be a little bit roundabout, but if you really don't want to directly say to the guy, "Hey, I think we should go out," which is fair because the guy should have to put a little bit of risk out there and he should have to make a, a move in in some sense and lead the way. Yeah. You, the, the guy probably has friends, right? There's <laughs> nothing wrong with saying it. My life would be so flirt with his friends, make him jealous. No, 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 no. <laughs> my life would have been so much more clear. If the girls that liked me would have just told my best friends, Hey, I like Ethan. Can you tell him to ask me out? I would have been like, yeah. Oh yeah, I'll do that now. Like that makes sense. 
It's yeah. it seems very direct by being indirect, but it's probably the the most efficient way to get a guy to ask you out. It's true. We live we live in a in a we are a communal society, and so yeah. boys boys support boys, boys by support supporting boys. their girls. Yep. If he doesn't have any friends, maybe reconsider dating. Maybe, this yeah, guy. just don't 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 like him. What are you talking about? <laughs> maybe quit liking him. Maybe yeah, remove geez, that. Stop stop that. Remove stop. that emotion from just your get, brain. Just get out of there. Anyway. Oh, gosh. What time we at? We got time we're for my at, segment? We're at an hour 20. Cool. No, we're not. We, we bantered for a really while, a long time We bantered time for that. 20 minutes, so we're at an hour. Cool. All right. Perfect. Well, I don't like Verify 2020 anymore. Why? I think it's really funny to us and only funny to like... No, my brother thinks it's really funny. <laughs> well... This week's Verify 2020 is sponsored by Alex Stevie. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan Stevie. Does Alex not think it's funny? Uh, Alex doesn't listen to the podcast. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, this this podcast is now sponsored by I'm really by glad Ryan. you're telling me that we're canceling our last bit during the show. <laughs> Do you have someone for Verify 2020? I was going to say Chuck E. Cheese. All right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ethan, did you get an email? <laughs> I did. I did. Change.org. The emails keep That's rolling crazy. in. <laughs> Thank you for supporting our campaign to get verified on Twitter. Apparently, in order to get verified on Twitter, you have to have three mainstream news articles write a story about you. And what better way to have a mainstream news article write a story about you than robbing a Chuck E. Cheese? So this week's Verified <laughs> 20... <laughs> This week's Verified 2020 comes in with the sage advice of Charles Edward Cheese, a.k.a. Chuck E. Cheese, telling us, hey, rob my stores, take my coins, <laughs> steal my tickets, and you'll get Verified 2020. It sounds a bit like a trick. It sounds a bit like a, like some kind of rat's game to get us into that rat maze. So I mean, because once you go into Chuck E. Cheese, you can never get out. But I think he's got a point because if you commit an armed robbery with children present, technically it's a first-degree felony instead of just a second. So that'll get some news coverage. So if, if nothing else, we'll at least get verified into prison. Yeah. Which I think is the real goal of this podcast anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point, right? I mean, we, this started with a cage. It's going to end in a cage. I think I want you to take a step back, okay? I want you to think back to the to your childhood, uh-huh. okay? You're watching Cartoon Network. It's the yeah. summer. Uh-huh. Never what watched you, Cartoon Network, but yeah. You're watching Nickelodeon. Sure. It's the yes. summer. It's you see a commercial come on for Chuck E. Cheese, where a kid can be a kid, kid. okay? And the nearest Chuck E. Cheese is in Orlando. The nearest Chuck E. Cheese is two miles from your house. And you say, you say, Mom, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese? She says, no. A couple weeks later, you say, Mom, can we go to Chuck E. Cheese? She says, no. And then finally, Grayson from your kindergarten class, you know what he has? <laughs> he has a birthday. He's got a birthday party. And you want to know where he has that birthday? laser tag but you know that you want to have your birthday at chuck e cheese and so when your birthday comes around you go to chuck e cheese and you have the best time of your life heck yeah And for that experience i'm eternally grateful for charles edward cheese joining our alongside of many other notable and notary and honorary and posthumous uh members of our uh verify 2020 campaign to get us verified on twitter i know some of you are saying ethan you're just making up you're making up names. You're making up people. You're making up people that these people don't, aren't actually on the campaign. What if I you tell say you, that, you know what? You say stop that, saying that. Stop saying that because they are on the campaign. Yeah. I don't know why because I got the email right here. I can't show that to you because it's doc. It would dox. I would dox myself. It's classified. I mean, it's we classified. don't want. We don't want to give away Chuck E. Cheese's personal email. You want me to give? You That's want me to not hand professional. Out, 
Well, we already gave out Russ for Hayes' phone number, so we really didn't. Oh that crap! Too you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you dial one? It probably goes to some kind of phone service. One I don't know. Try it. All right, I'll try it. Hold on one All second. Right. How do I put this on speakerphone? Just hit. There one. we go. Nothing's happening. Nothing. Nothing's going on. You heard me dial it, right? Hello, Patrick. It's Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> do you have Chuck E. Cheese on the phone? <laughs> ha ha. Oh that's my Mickey gosh, Mouse. that's the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> no, that was Mickey Mouse, you jerk. Oh, sorry. Pillsbury Doughboy is. Ha <laughs> 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 Anyway. Also, speaking of Chuck E. Cheese, this guy Benjamin buttoned hard. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He Chuck E. Really, Cheese got younger. He, he went from looking like a 40 year old man. <laughs> a 40 year old man with like a heroin a, problem. <laughs> a 40 year old rat man with a heroin problem to a young, live. Like he, got, he got some nip and boy. tuck, if you know what I mean. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And got some some of that plastic surge. <laughs> uh, anyway, huge shout out to Chuck E. Cheese. I will just say one more thing. I know that actually sometimes it's a woman in there and not a boy rat. I know sometimes you're a girl rat, and that's okay. Uh, yeah. Because I saw your hair sticking out of one of the costumes once, and it it, it changed me. It changed me. Yeah. So thank you, Chuck E. Cheese, for 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 being a place where a kid can be a kid um, and learn and how to you, gamble. And thank you for joining Verify 2020. Well, oh gosh, I'm exhausted. Me too. I don't like doing this on Tuesday nights. Yeah, we got it. Monday nights is so much better. It really is. Wednesday afternoons is pretty good too. Yeah. You want to do another episode tomorrow? Oh gosh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Having a structure really drains you at the end. Anyway, so please support us on Patreon because a bunch of people left in September due to financial reasons and we're sad now. We want more friends. If you join our Patreon at $3 a month or more, you get added to our super secret private Facebook group. And you can talk to us whenever you want, man. Come on, guy. (laughs) You can also follow us on Twitter, at Propostle, at TheCrunchCast, at CatholicPat. You can DM us your hot takes, your tweets that made you sad, your Verify 2020 suggestions, and your dating advice questions. To all those places, including info at thecrunchcast.com. You know that you want to send those things in so that we can talk about everything that you want us to talk about. If not, we'll just keep talking about what we want to talk about, and our numbers are just going to slowly dwindle more and more and more until finally (laughs) it's just me and Patrick, and on the day of his wedding, we end the show for real. Forever. Which I don't want to happen. So, Seek 2021, baby. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Despite all our rage... We're still just a rat in a cage. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you all next week. Did you like that? It was a Chuck E. Cheese cage reference. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.